Yeah. The, uh, on that new opportunity. We'll be able to run these in person once in a while when right. I get Yeah. Right. <laughs> Take a couple of times. <laughs> Absolutely. Fun, man. What's going on with you? Not much, man. About to head to Dallas um, for the fourth and everything. So I'll be I'll leave out there. Or I'll leave for there Friday. Um, and visit some family and stuff like that out there. That's about it. That's really about it, man. You gonna see your nephew? Yep, we'll get a chance to see my nephew. He actually has a tournament, a basketball tournament, out in North Texas. Uh, so I get a chance to uh, visit, uh, get a chance to see him play ball in one of his tournaments and everything. So cool, man! That's what's up. Have you been since we were there? Uh, I haven't been yet. I've been back yet. Cool. It's gonna be humid, Bruh, So he sent me. <laughs> he he sent me what the heat was gonna look like. Like what the weather was gonna look like while I was out there. I think when I get there, it's gonna be 105. With humidity, which is crazy. Right. It's like so bro, I'm gonna be then I'm supposed to be like upper ninety-five and higher every day that I'm there. Yeah, that's insane, man. Like out here it gets hot, but it's like less than twenty percent humidity, so it's very like bearable. Like if you're just not in the sun, it feels fine. I can't even imagine having the combination of like over a hundred degrees and being that humid, oh, that's terrible. Like you just you just stay inside. That's, yeah. that's the only <laughs> stay That'd be cool, man. You staying for a week? Yes, yeah, so I'll be there from Friday to Wednesday. Nice. That's what's up, man. Yeah. yeah oh, cool. so get out a little bit, but other than that, uh, yesterday went out and hung out with a um, friend of mine. So we went downtown. You ever been to Detroit Shipping Company? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So went down there. And then hit up uh, Shelby Detroit, which is like one of the speakeasies that's downtown. Uh, so yeah, cool. time. nice man, love to hear it. This uh, I think this whole episode is going to basically just be like NBA shit, man. I mean, we got there's like way too much to cover. Yes, yeah, so much shit going on in the NBA, bro. Yeah, man. I don't even know like where. Do you want to start with like free agency or the draft? Yeah, we just start with free agency. I think the draft was kind of like expected. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know who you'd say the biggest name that moved is, but I kind of wanted to start with like the Chris Paul thing. Like, what do you like? I am so baffled by that one, man. Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. I feel like there's such a fast paced offense and Chris Paul such a like slow the game down, like control the tempo by himself. So I just yeah. don't see how that works. So I think I, I think it can work. But it would only work if they plan on making CP3 a backup point guard. Okay. And that's it. Like, I would not put him in my starting lineup. I would leave it with Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Mooney. I would leave my starting lineup, and then I would just have let uh, Chris kind of run things with that secondary unit. Uh, and I think it may be helpful for those guys to probably play at a different pace. Because I think at a faster pace, they tend to like make the make mistakes. And I think CP3 would be a, do a really good job of like getting those guys the ball in like their spots where they'll be mm -hmm. successful. They'll really start to see the boom. So I think it can work, but it's only in that space where he's like a backup point guard. Yeah, I don't not like that. I think that's a good point. I mean, if you're going to start him, how are you going to start him and Steph? I mean, that's like two undersized guards. Steph isn't very good at D. Chris is, but I mean, he can only do so much because he's so little, you know? So, like, I don't think that would work at all. But do you think they'd bring Chris in during crunch time, like fourth quarter, like both of them? Maybe just so that way, I mean, you have another ball handler and everything. And then plus, I mean, during the fourth quarter, the game slows down anyway. 
Um, and you're doing, um, but the thing is, and they talk about that, especially with Chris in the game, things become just, everything is just a high pick and roll. And that's not the, that's not the Warriors offense. They come up a lot of like pin downs and cuts and back screens. So it will be a shift in the way that the offense is kind of ran if he's running. Yeah. If Chris is running it. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if I mean, I guess Chris could just be the main ball handler, and then Curry and Clay could like run the wing and just come off pin downs and screens and stuff like that. I mean, that'd be kind of dangerous. I think it's it's a different it's a different defensive mindset when you have Steph coming off that pick and roll and him running it versus Chris. Like you have, like you almost you almost have to double team Steph off of that pick and roll. Right. Otherwise, if he comes off of it, he gives a king look at your ass. Like mm-hmm. he's. He's, he's going to let that three ride, right? Mm-hmm. Versus if you get Chris Paul, you know that you can drop because he's not really looking to take the three. He's looking to take that mid-range. So, like, the attack is a little bit different. Yeah, that's true. And then I guess we don't really know. Clay didn't really look like himself this year. I don't know if that's, like, a sign that he's, like, going downhill or, like, if he can have a bounce back here. He had a couple decent games, but he just didn't look like, yeah. you know, 2016-17 Clay. Yeah, I don't think, and I, and I don't know if he'll get back to that, but I mean, he still is putting up like 20 points a game. Um, I think more so for me, I think it was just the on things on the defensive, defensive side, he's just not that same guy, right? But I think offensively, he can uh, he can get back there, and um, I just I if, it, if Chris is gonna get in, put into their starting lineup, bro, because really, tr- truly, it's Draymond that's their point guard. Like right. if we're being honest, he's the one that really kind of runs the offense. And having Chris there too just really I don't know if I'll if he goes in that starting lineup, I'm gonna be super bad. Well, do you think Draymond stays? I mean, I know they got rid of Jordan Poole, so did that clear the way for him to like just resign? Like because I know he he opted out. So he had I think they opted out so that way he can get a longer a big a longer contract rather than actual dollar amount just getting one that's going to take them out a little maybe like another four years and probably retire but i think that they have to if they let draymond go who do you who do you get to try to replace him in that space that can kind of like anchor the defense and be that versatile on defense? right I, yeah i don't know that team would be so small if chris paul was that starting point guard man him steph clay wiggins and draymond like at the five like how would that work like that just would be way like they didn't solve their size problem at all like they still need to go no. out and figure that out yeah and they even try to get size in the draft they went and got that uh kid from santa, santa clara that's i mean great six six but like they ha- hardly have anybody that's over like six no exactly yeah. I mean, that was kind of their formula even when they were winning. I mean, they always had at least one big dude like Bogut or McGee or someone like that, but uh, they need that. That was like a clear deficit to them last year was the fact that they did not have anyone on the inside. So, I mean, I'm sure they can get someone in free agency, though. They're a very like appealing organization at this point. Yeah, it just... I think it's going to be dependent upon the, what's out there in the market to get and if you can afford it, like who was out there that they could potentially go and get. Right. But they really just need someone with size. I don't think it has to be some really skilled player. They're not going to see the oh, ball very much. Yeah. I mean, if they can get someone the same breadth of like a JaVale McGee, but like, I don't know who that is though. Yeah. I don't either. I have to pull up a list of free um, agents. So we can kind of go through, but uh, I'm thinking, I don't know. 
What do you think? I mean, do you think they have a chance to make a deep playoff run again? I told you before the season that I thought this was like their last dance. Like, I I think like it's going to kind of crumble now, but. Uh, I don't think, I think that they could potentially definitely make another run. They just need to add some size and they need like one veteran piece. They can get like a veteran wing. I think that that would be, that will help. I don't know who that is though. I don't either. I mean, let me, let me, who, who could they go? I mean, I don't think, I don't think you'll leave because I was sitting there thinking like maybe they could try to go and get, uh, get what's the name back from the Kings, but I don't know if they can afford him. Been at the free agency tracker. Uh, ooh, you know, Kevin Love is a free agent. Yeah. I think he would fit that system great. I don't know if they could pay for him, but I don't think he's like worth as much as he used to be. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I don't know if he can reduce at the same level. I mean, they could potentially try and go and get Harrison Barnes. But I don't think he's a free agent. Bring him back into the fold, but I think he'd be a great, great pick back up in that spot. But yeah. I don't know if they could work. I don't know what their salary cap situation is, but there's again Kevin Love, Nikola Vucevic, Jeremy Grant. Uh, Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez, yeah, that's just the thing. Like, can they afford Brooke Lopez? It, it, like, a lot of this has come down to like if they can afford them or if they can uh, bring them in. Because I was honestly thinking, and I think I told you, well, no, I only told you this. I was sitting there thinking that, like, I thought Vucevic would be a pretty decent fit with Phoenix had they had traded Jake. Mm-hmm. I think so too. He's a really skilled yeah. big. I enjoy he's him. Big, he's bigger. He's got the size. Like that offense with with him in it with KD and Book would have been pretty crazy. Dario Saric, Mason Plumley, they're both out there. Plumley actually, I think, could really fit in with Golden State. Yeah, he's exactly yeah. like one of those type of players. He is. He's a hell of a rebounder. Um. It actually is really good at passing the ball. Like, dude, I think dude just as fast as maybe average like five or three to four. I think he had at least an average of about four assists a game. Like, dude, he could be a really good fit into that Golden State uh, lineup. Rudy Gay? Is this dude still in the league? <laughs> I'm serious. He's on this list. I had no I idea mean, that dude still played. Playing for the Spurs. What? That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. I thought he'd retired a couple years ago. No. Yeah, but I think someone like Mason Plumley. Again, they don't need someone that's like extremely skilled. It's just got to be like a body that can rebound they and block shots. Body that can go get some boards and play defense. So you don't think Draymond leaves? That's not happening. No, I don't think so. I don't think they can afford to. Leave. If they let if Draymond leaves, they're definitely not making another. Yeah, I'm with you, for sure. What about uh, your boy getting Bradley Beal? What was your thoughts on that? I don't know if it answered the question as to like their need. It didn't answer that question, right? Like their needs are they just need to get deeper. Now, granted, I mean they're fucking top heavy. Like that's a hell of a fucking trio. That's a hell of a trio. But the scoring wasn't their issue. They just yeah. couldn't. They, they couldn't really play that great defense, and they weren't a deep team. 
and you just got and you made your bench shorter because you just got rid of the Landry Shaman. So do you think they put Book at the one, or are they going to bring in like another point guard and then have Book and Beal, and then put Durant at the four? <laughs> I would assume they probably put Book at the one. I mean, he looked good as hell running the one while he was in the playoffs. I mean, dude was going fucking crazy. He had a yeah, couple of games where he was like over 70% from the field and still putting up like 10 assists. So, yeah, I like him at the one. He, he could be nice with him. And the thing, the thing that I think can make it work is that we just all know that like, KD is probably the most like, least demanding superstar there is. Like, where he just truly doesn't really need the ball all that much to do what he does. And that's I, that's the only reason why I think this could potentially work. Because, like, KD doesn't... He's not a, a player that just needs the ball a ton. To, KD can put up 15 shots and still get you, like, 25. Well, I don't think there's any reason for it not to work, to be honest with you. I mean, they now have, in my opinion, the most star-studded team in the league. So it's like this up to the Suns, obviously, to fill out the rest of that roster. But, like, there's no excuse for them not to win. I mean, that team is so fucking top-heavy. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is they just, that's the reason why they got beat by the Nuggets. The Nuggets like, once they go start to go to the bench, the Nuggets are just so deep. And then they're so good defensively. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing that kind of makes it tough is just, they need, they need players, and they need yeah. just like some some decent bench players that should just come in and just do a job. That's crazy. So they got what four max contract players now? Like that's pretty wild. It is wild. It is really wild. So I mean, yeah, it's up to the Suns to fill out the rest of that, which is like good D, good shooters, things like that. But I mean, to me, like they. Uh, just sitting now, even without knowing what the rest of that roster is going to look like, like they have to be the favorite to me. Like I, I would think, like they got him. I mean, Denver this year, and I think I said this at the beginning of the year that Denver was going to be a bit of a sleeper this year, um, just because of that team. But like, bro, that just what they do defensively, and then what Jokic is—I mean, he you know, damn near abused everybody in the playoffs. Bro. He did. He had Murray. That's just. I mean, he'll have an offense, but then he'll drop going drop forty. Like that team is just very well rounded. They are. I mean, I don't know how many of them are free agents and how many they're retaining, but yeah, the team's great for sure. If Jamal can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that they. I think that they need to make a, a very concerted effort to bring back Bruce Brown. If I'm not mistaken, is it KCP a free agent too? He might be. I'm not sure. So, yeah. Well, to go back real quick on that Chris Paul trade, I I felt like Jordan Poole wasn't going to, after the playoffs finished, I felt like Jordan Poole wasn't going to be with the Golden State Warriors. They saw that, like, he just, he didn't perform at all. Yeah, it was weird. He became, like, non-playable. Like, it was crazy. Like, it was just a mess. And now dude literally probably got about to go to Washington and put up probably like 25 again. Yeah, absolutely. That's what everyone does there. I'm out. So, but it's going to be a minute. 
give him a minute, kind of boost his stats a little bit, kind of see what happens after that. Washington is like literally that team, bro. That's where like a team goes. They're like a player goes to like boost their stats and they get traded somewhere else. Like right. they're yeah, a mess dude. over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that organization is doing. I mean, maybe they're just maybe they're figuring like they're just gonna retool and start to do a rebuild. And I think they just need to go ahead and accept that they're gonna do a rebuild. I think yeah. maybe getting for the Bradley Beal was the start of that and then traded for Zinkin and everything. I think that was the start of them like just realizing that we just need to go into a rebuild. Yeah. For sure. I mean, we'll see how that goes. They just, uh, like you said, I don't know what that organization is doing, man. Like the players they bring in, they never seem like they're going to be long-term answers. Like it's like, I don't know. That's it doesn't surprise me that they made that trade. Honestly, that's, that's a very Washington wizards thing to do. What do you think about the Porzingis thing though? Do you think that's going to put them over so the hump a little bit? It's tough for me to see why Boston got rid of Marcus Smart though. That's the thing that like of that trade that I'm just not understanding. I think it's a great move for Memphis. Like, I think that they really won that trade because you get somebody that can kind of hold things down until uh, until Ja gets back. Now, granted, he's not Ja, but he's like he's a great point guard. He's a great defender. He's gonna grind and he's gonna he kind of doesn't he help kind of mold that team. Um, he'd probably be a great mentor for Ja. Um, but then when Ja comes back, he can slide over guard whoever the toughest defender is that Dylan Brooks was supposed to do. But now you have Marcus Smart to be able to do that. So, and plus we know that Marcus Smart is a better shooter. I mean, going to perform at the at a better level than what Dylan Brooks did. So, I think it's a great fit. It's not that I don't think Porzingis fits in Boston, but it's like what they lost, what they had in Marcus Smart is the thing that concerns me. Because like, then who becomes your starting point guard? Are you starting like Derek White or are you starting Brogdon? I would start Derek Wright, and I like Brogdon off the bench. Um, but I get what you're saying. Is their center still Al Horford, or is he gone now? I don't know. I think Al may be a free agent, too. But, like, I wouldn't want to bring Al so old, bro. He is old. Al, like, what, 30? Al's got to be at least, like, 38. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I, will they I, play Porzingis I, at the center or the four? I think you can play him at the four, play Robert Williams at the five, which would be fine. I mean, Porzingis can shoot the ball and everything, so I think it works. Yeah, that's a stacked team right there. Holy shit. Um, I mean, I get what you're saying. You're giving up defense. Smart was kind of like a kind of like that heartbeat a little bit, like Draymond is for the Warriors, you know. But I what you said about Memphis, I totally agree. And now you've got someone that's a defensive player of the year on the wing, and then you've got the de- current defensive player of the wing or of the year down low. Um and Jaron Jackson Jr. Once Ja gets back, that's gonna be a good team. I think you're right. I think they really won that more than anybody. That's a great trade. For sure. For sure. I mean, they that that trade just makes so much sense. They just gotta have to just ride the ship and make sure that they can kind of stay afloat until um until Ja gets back. Um but yeah, that trade was very, very interesting. Um, what about uh Kyrie? Where do you think he's going? That's a tough decision, man. Um, Do you think he's staying? I would. I would. I am leaning more towards thinking that he's going to stay. Really, I'm the opposite. Okay, tell me why. Um, because I don't think that it's a situation that the whole experiment between him and Luca didn't work. They just don't play defense, like none at all. 
Like it's non-existent. Yeah. Um, and That's I, true. you know, I like the fact that they picked up Derek Lively in the draft. So I think that that will help. And they need some wing defenders. But if they can start to just fill in a roster with some guys that will actually play D, I honestly think that that the offense can work. But they also need to like their their offense is almost kind of like how Oklahoma City was when they had KD and uh, Wes. It's like, okay, your turn, now my turn. Your turn, and like, they just went back and forth. And that's what Dallas looks like, right? Where they're just like, Luka gets the ball, and then Kyrie gets the ball. And, Luka, like, and it doesn't, the offense doesn't really seem to flow all that well. Because they both, Kyrie can just go one-on-one. You really don't need to pick and roll. And then Luka, you just, he needs to pick and roll so that way he can get the advantage, put his body into you, snake around you, and all that stuff. So, uh, they gotta, the kid has to just figure out a better offensive flow for them so that way they can coexist. And it makes yeah. them play faster. No, I agree. I mean, defense is the number one thing, but I don't think you can like instill that in them. The only thing you can do at this point is try to like get better defenders around them because like Kyrie is who he is at this point. I, Luke is young. I guess he could still develop defensively. He's just slow, so it's kind of hard. Like you know, like that's not really something that I don't know. He, I mean, he's he's slow. He just don't. He don't even try though. Like, <laughs> yeah. Really doesn't try. No. Like. He's a pretty physical dude, but he doesn't really try to play defense. So, uh, I don't know. If Kyrie was to go anywhere, would he? I have. I just always want to see him play with LeBron again, bro. Like, every time he's a free agent, I'm just like, that was, like, one of my favorite duos I ever watched. And what's crazy, man, is, like, what you just said is so true. But I feel like he did that with LeBron, like the you go, then I go thing, but it worked for some reason. I don't know if it's because LeBron was just such a good passer and like just knows the game so well, but like it worked when they did it, you know? Well, I think it was because LeBron was actually, again, kind of like we talked about with Draymond, LeBron was actually the point guard. And he was the one that was really initiating offense and then kind of let, and let Kyrie kind of work when he needed to. Uh, because in a lot of those games, if you look at especially in that finals, Kyrie was like a closer mm-hmm. going to work. So, like, he'd work out in LA. I think he would. If he could, like, you know, not miss a bunch of games and, like, play, like, that would be. I just feel like Le- Kyrie's best basketball is played with LeBron. I know he's older now, but, like, to your point, if LeBron could just sit back, kind of be the point guard, get, like, 20 points a game, and then, like, let AD kind of fill out the meat of it, and then. Kyrie could be your closer, and you just know because AD's not a closer either. So it's like if it was just known in the fourth quarter, like, okay, Kai gets the ball, let him go to work type of thing. That'd be dangerous. Yeah, because LeBron, I don't know if he has that same amount of juice in him left to kind of really close it out like that. Uh, But Kyrie definitely, I know he has it. Um, Real quick, I want to go back to this whole Kevin Durant thing. And I've been seeing this a lot where, like, people are really trying to ride on Kevin Durant about him and these, like, teams or whatever, right? And they're like, oh, this is a stain on his legacy. It didn't work out in Brooklyn. It didn't. And I'm like, bro, it wasn't his fault that it didn't work out in Brooklyn. Like, like, is it is it his fault that they was whooping the Bucks ass? They were giving it to them. And then what happened? Kyrie gets hurt. And then he like then he sprained his ankle or something like that. James was hurt too, I think. 
And then, yeah, James Harden pulled a hamstring, and he was over here running around on one leg. And Kate, they, because what, the first two games, I think they blew, they were beating them by, yeah, they won the first like two. 60 points those first two games or something like that. Like, yeah. they were giving them the business when they were healthy. And then those guys get completely injured, and then you're expecting KD, because who ended up winning that? Was that the Bucks uh, may have won that year. That may have been the Bucks. Like, had they not got injured, which is all hypothetical, but at the Bucks win and they were giving them the business that series. It's they were absolutely, sport. man. I mean, I, I'm with you there. I, I I don't think like all the blame is on Kevin Durant. I just think, uh, you know, it didn't work out right, and then the next year was a shit show, and then they kind of traded people away. Um, yeah. but then he goes to the sun. My thing is just like I feel like he has enough star power around him in a lot of these situations where it's like, yeah, you're gonna have unfortunate situations. You're not always gonna win, but like. I've been calling him the best player in the world for like the last couple seasons. So I'm like, okay, like you've got your running mates with you, man. Like I need to see you just like go do it now. Like, I don't know. Like it's, it's, he's got enough with him right now that I feel like he can do it. That's kind of the point I was bringing up earlier. Like it's up to the Suns to fill out the rest of that team with minimum like contract players that can play D, shoot, whatever. But like you've got your squad. Like they're like, I don't feel like there's any excuses at this point from a skilled perspective. Like your locker room is as skilled as any team in the league. Like you're Kevin Durant. Like go do it. You know, yeah, I'm not give you that, but I think the Brooklyn thing. I think he takes he. They're giving him the brunt of like why that didn't work out. When I don't know if you can put that on his shoulders. No, but it's just how it works, man. The superstar is going to get most of the accolades when they win, and they're going to get you know the brunt of it when you lose. That's just kind of how it works when you're at that status. Like most of that shit ain't have nothing to do with him. No, Mm -mm. I agree with you. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to kind of talk about because I like literally I was seeing just like, oh, this is staying on his legacy. Like, what what did he do? Like, yeah, I think people like read too much to this whole like, like the dude's legacy is cemented. Well, like, it is, he's an all time great, but don't you think he needs to now continue to win outside of the Warriors to really bring himself into that like top 10, top five? Like, if he wants to really like boost himself, I don't like, think I don't... he's gonna get there. You don't think so? I don't think he's gonna get there. I don't think he's gonna reach into the top five. No top ten. I think he, top he, or yeah, top ten. I don't think he's gonna get to the top ten, but I think he, I think he can be in the top fifteen, like right now. From a skilled perspective, absolutely, yeah. And that's just the, the oh, it's so hard to have these conversations, bro, because it's like, it, what is the ratio of like how skilled they were and what they did as to opposed to like how much they won? You know, like that's a really hard thing to. I always bring up the Bill Russell thing, man. I just like he's like from a different generation. Obviously, he's the most accomplished, but like I feel like if you dropped him in the league now, his skills would be nowhere near what players are now. But obviously, he's the most accomplished player ever. So like he's put in the top ten, top five. Yeah, you know, it's so. also too is hard with Bill because like it was like twelve teams in the league. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like half of their fucking roster was all stars. So right. like it's like it was a reason why the dude wanted like. You know, thirteen championships, eleven championships, however many it was, and they weren't really. It wasn't that same amount of like talent. It wasn't that much talent because you got to remember it was two distinct leagues. It was the CBA and the or the ABA, ABA. and the, and the mm-hmm. uh, NBA, right? And so like they weren't competing with as many uh, guys and stuff like that. So it was a completely different like generation. I don't want to take away from the fact that like I mean he still went out there and they won and he competed with Will, right? And we know that Will is probably one of the greatest players ever to do the game, but he won. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to cut him short on that, but like also it wasn't that many teams at that time. So 
Yeah. But so you think KD's top 15 right now? I do think so. I think he's top 15. Do you think he'll win another ring? I, w- I want to wait to see what the rest of this roster looks like, but I think he can win it this upcoming season. I think he can. That's what I'm saying. Like, he should be able like to. Said, like the talent, the talent is there, right? And we know what he what happens on teams where they have that talent. Because we got, and like I think we also forget the fact that like with the Nets this year, they were like they had the best record in the league, if I'm not mistaken. That one, mm-hmm. with just him and Kyrie. Yeah. So. I think that they can. Def- I think they're definitely going to look good this year, especially with that that group of the players. They just have to fill in those pieces. Um, and I think they they they're. I mean, either way, they're going to be a dangerous out. But I think KD is going to drop. Like he doesn't win another one. For me, I don't think he's going to drop out of the top fifteen. Yeah, no, no, I'm not into that either. I think if I think when you get to a certain level, like and you're cemented, you're cemented. You can't like pull people back and be like, nah, like what you just right. did there, like takes away from your legacy now. Like I, I don't, I'm not into that. That's so stupid. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired of that. That's something that just happens in general, man. Just like judging athletes based more on like their failures and their accomplishments. Like it's like, bro, their accomplishments, like you said, is what like cements them. They can then like fuck up the rest of the time that they're in the yeah. league. In my opinion, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's in there. So, um, I wanted to ask you about, uh, what was it? Um, what trade was it that uh like it was like a real um low key thing that I was looking at? I was like, was it the um, Oh, that's what it was. And then it wasn't even a trade or anything, but like Lonzo Ball probably not going to play next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, what did you? I know we kind of touched on that last week. I mean, they're saying that he might not play again, right? That's kind of the worry. Like, ever? I thought that was like the worry was because of his knees. They were saying like he's done, possibly. Oh, that's what I, I, I thought it was just, but I mean, it seemed like it ended up going that way, though, to be honest with you. Yeah. I don't know. Right. It stinks. He's one of those great key players that I think could like swing a team just because he's so good defensively and he's such a good passer of the basketball. But like, I don't know if it's fact, but bro, like I keep reading that they're saying like the Bulls are worried he's like done playing basketball. Like he's he's gone. Yeah, so, I mean, because you look at how that team looked when he was like they they're great were right? top three in the East, like and they were just hell of a, a fucking man. like the ball was just moving around between. The rolls in and the beat, like they look good with him. Damn near, if I'm not, I think it's true, like 41% from the three point line. Like, dude, ball. And then now they look lost without I do. That's crazy what a year does, man. Like, they, they look terrible this year. I don't know. I like, what's the question? You like, is he, what, what, I'm confused what you're asking me just like, as far as, like, I don't yeah, know. Like, does he mean, like, or do you, like, are you, if you're him, do you try to even come back? Well, that's kind of the thing, too. And it's like, will he be the same player when he comes back? He's been gone, what, two years now, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. If it's that career-threatening, 
sometimes you got to just do what's best for you and not continue to play. Um, I'd have to look more into it, though, because I didn't understand. Yeah. It was something with his knee, right? Yeah. Which is crazy to me. I'd never heard of that being like a career-threatening injury. Well, I, think but... that's the, that's the, uh, I think it's something with like the meniscus. Gotcha. That's the thing. It's like the recovery. Because he had like a cartilage transplant-like surgery or something like that. Hmm. So, because hmm. it, it, it almost reminds me, and I'm not saying that like he he is at the level of, of Brandon Roy, but it, it reminds me like the whole Brandon Roy thing. Right? Brandon Roy was a fucking dog. He was like fall his ass off, but then all of a sudden, next thing you know, you just hear that Brandon Roy's retiring. You're like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, absolutely. It is a very similar thing. You're right. What um? What about Chris Middleton? He opted out of that contract. That shocked me. I didn't think that. That shocked the shit out of me too. I don't think he's going to get the same value anywhere else. So. No, he's not. I don't even know if he's going back to. Do you think? Go, I don't know if he's going to go back to Milwaukee. No, I don't either, and that's why I'm confused. I feel like he's trying to like test the waters, but I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that offer anywhere else. So like I was. Because I, like, I'm randomly heard that like I heard him being linked to the Heat. That would be cool. That would help them Which, out a lot. Like, I think that that could like really work out and give them. Another like playmaker, um, outside of like Jimmy, for sure. And then you still got like Hero coming off the bench, like that'd be a deep team, yeah. Or would they run Hero at point because I know Lowry doesn't start anymore. Who starts for them at points? It's Struess or that other guy, like, yeah, know. Max Struess, yep. yeah, or no, sorry, no, 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 no. Gabe Vincent, yes, Gabe Vincent, yeah, yeah. That could help them a lot. That might be what puts them over. Chris Middleton is one of those weird guys where it's like when he's on, I'm like, damn, like you look really fucking good. And then he's just like not on other times. And you're like, I don't know who this guy is, you know? Yeah, he's a very like enigmatic type of player where like, like you said, he'd just be on and he's like, you're like, damn, dude, can ball. Mm-hmm. And then other nights, you don't even realize that he's on the court. Yeah, for sure. So. I feel like they're going to take a step back. I don't, for some reason, I feel like they're not going to resign Brooke Lopez. I feel like it's just going to be a, a bad year for Milwaukee. That's just my opinion. I don't know. It's so early to tell, but I just feel like they might, again, just have like a quick playoff exit. I think it's going to take them another couple of years to kind of bring in someone else to really build that yeah. team back up. Well, let's see. If they don't sign Brooke Lopez, I could see them putting a lot of money into probably going to go get Vucevic, which mm-hmm. I don't think. I think he kind of still falls in that same mold of Brook Lopez that he's not the defender that Brook Lopez is, but like from an offensive standpoint, he can stretch the floor, be solid down low, and get rebounds. It's just how do you replace the the production that you were getting from Middleton? Like who do you go get that can give you what you were getting from out of Middleton? Right. Yeah. I don't know who's out there to I don't either, but Vucevic is a good one. I think that's pretty much a wash. Like you said, I don't think he's as good defensively, but offensively, it's the exact same type of dude. Like a skilled big, he can shoot the mid-range, shoot the three. Um, yeah. Next couple of weeks, man, it'll be interesting to see kind of how everyone falls. Now that the draft's over, we'll kind of get a better picture of what it's going to look like. Oh, this is the worst time of the year, man. Like other than like combat sports, like NFL we're waiting on, baseball. NBA just ended. Yeah, I don't really watch baseball, so I'm just kind of like, uh. it, is, it is tough, bro. What about, so, with the draft happening and the Blazers drafting Scoot Henderson, 
What what's what's going? What like? What do you think is gonna happen? I hope. Well, like I didn't. It wasn't really on my radar, but I had just seen some like sports media people talking about it that apparently them drafting Scoot like might make Dame want to leave. And like, I don't know how valid that is, but like, I kind of hope that's the case, man. Like, I Dame is like my favorite player, and I just want him to be in a situation where he could win. He's another one I would just love to see with LeBron, man. Like, I feel like that would be such a good like duo, man. Like, I would love to see him go to the Lakers. Or just some team where he can actually like make a winning difference, man. I want him to get a deep playoff run. Um, Scoot to me, he's, he's a terrible shooter right now, but other than that, man, he's a fantastic player. Like his athleticism, his ability to drive, like he's crazy, man. I'm surprised he went. I didn't really watch. Is Brandon Miller his name? The second overall pick. I don't watch a lot of college ball, so I, I like look. I watch his tape, but like. It just surprised. I thought Scoot should go second overall. Honestly, like the dude is. The thing about what I think would have made it difficult for Scoot to go second is because you already got Lamelo, yeah. right? And so it'd be weird to kind of have them both on the court because it's not like you're gonna put Scoot at the two. Yeah. Um, especially understanding he's not the greatest sport, not the greatest shooter. Uh, so I, I I understood why they went with Brandon Miller because they could use that wing person. Brandon Miller to me, and he even talked about this like in a pre-draft interview where they asked him like who was his goat, and he said Paul George. And then when he said Paul George, and I was like, that makes sense because his game is very much like Paul George, where he's got the smooth handle, really good in the uh, mid-range pull-up, like just a very silky type of game. And and Brandon Miller reminds me of that. He does. So yeah. I. I think he, I think it, it could really fit because they need some of that wing scoring, um, and I think that combination of him and Melo. Not to mention, I've been hearing that like Bridges may be coming back to Charlotte too. Yeah, you're right. I heard that. And if he comes back, they can go ahead and move on from Gordon Hayward or break him off the bench. But like Charlotte with Rozier and Kelly Oubre and Brandon Miller and Bridges. Uh, I don't even know who's their center. I don't either. I don't, know, is it I don't even know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Like that team was just it. They're a young team that can pretty be pretty dangerous next year. Yeah, they are young. Even those like middle of the age got like uh Miles Bridges is still really young. You know, Lamelo's obviously really yeah, young. Yeah, he's only like twenty five, twenty six. Yeah, that's a young Maybe. team, but they're yeah. very young and very athletic. Like that that team would yeah. be. Yeah, they just got to play at the right place. What do you What do you think about Jordan selling the team? Who would you say? Well, about Jordan selling the team. Oh, I mean, he made a lot of money. I saw from like what he bought it for. He made a shit ton. He made a lot. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been very successful with them. So I mean, it's like you made a huge. There was a great investment. You made a lot of money off it. it. Seems like a lot of pressure and stress to like not really succeed very much. Like whatever. I'm like cool. Do yeah. your thing, man. I think he'd still be a minority. Okay. I think he still has minorities taking it too, but. What do you think? Um, so what will Scoot run the point in Portland? I don't I think feel like Dame would so. let him do that. No, I'm pretty sure Dame will run the it much kind of like what they did with him and CJ, right? Where they'll uh, CJ that Scoot will kind of run the two, Dame will run a one, and you know that kind of be that. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it could make Dame want to leave? I don't. I just don't see how it works because now, also too, what do you do with Simon? Yeah, like I, that team is just so loaded in the back in the front court, or sorry, in the back court. Like I don't know how 
how that works, bro. I don't either. I, I they they're kind of one of those teams that I feel like they just have a ceiling because of like their market too. Like no big name free agents want to go over there. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, it's just it's tough. I think their best chance was that one year they made the Western Conference Finals when CJ was still there and Nurk was playing pretty well at the time and Dame was balling. But like I just I don't. I feel like their window over the next five years is very slim. And like, I don't blame Dame. Like, honestly, like, I kind of like what he says. Like, I'm not going to fall into like all the rest of your guys' like narrative of like what I need to do to like, like, I want to play here the rest of my career. Like, I want to win here. Like, cool. Like, I have no judgment on him because of that. I just don't think it can happen. So, like, I would love to see Dame in more Western conference finals or more NBA finals, you know? Like, I just don't want to see him win. You know? that big stage, bro. Like, dude, it's been a, all in. He really has, it'd just, man. It'd be cool to see him on that stage because you know he would do work. All right, man. Let's talk about the big guy. What is your thoughts on Wemby? Because like the more I've been watching him and stuff like that, man. Like I've been doing research and stuff. Like obviously, like he has a lot of raw talent, really fluid movement for like that size, which is crazy. But like, I don't know, man. The more I watch him, I'm just kind of like historically, people that big like never stay healthy for one and for two, like. When I look at his game, he just kind of like, and this isn't, this is still like a compliment because he's a great player, but it's just like, what's different between him and Kristaps Porzingis? Like, they're kind of just like the same thing to me. Um, That's a great question. He's more athletic than Kristaps, it looks like, but it basically like their game is like the same type of thing. I would actually say Kristaps is probably a better shooter. Like, Wemby's not that good of a shooter. Not yet. I think he can develop it. I think it's just the fluidity in the game. Um, Versus, I think we'll have to see because I, I think Chris Epson come here with this much um, buzz around him. Um, but I think it's the, like you said, it's the fluidity in his game and how he's able to. One thing I know he does better than Chris Epson is he definitely handles the ball much better than Chris Epson. Yeah. Um, he's a much better ball handler now. Um, but I think when he'll get the opportunity, and then plus he's in the organization that does a hell of a fucking job developing players, um, especially international players, and getting them to adjust the game. And he's with one of the fucking best coaches ever in pop, right? So I think mm-hmm. he'll get his opportunities to flow. Um, so as far as this upcoming season, I mean, he's going to win rookie of the year unless, you know, unless he unfortunately gets injured. But it, I'd be surprised if he doesn't put up at least, I would say, about 18 nine and maybe like four assists he's putting up maybe like two and a half blocks a game yeah his defense is going to translate immediately he's a great defender for sure but and to your point i know they have i forget the what's dude's name he's like the renowned shooting coach the nba and he he works with sport spurs he he's the one that got like Kawhi right like after his first couple years and made him like a good shooter i can't think Uh, i know he's i can't think um is it uh Gunter, is that his name? I don't know. I just know they have like one of those world renowned shooting coaches that works for the Spurs organization and he like helped Kawhi with his. So, yeah, you're right. He'll develop. I just, it's scary. Like people that size statistically, it's just so likely that they don't have a long career, you know? Like, and that's just what, you know? So I really hope he can stay healthy. Um, But you're right. Like, what other organization to be at than San Antonio? I mean, they're the best at developing talent, hands down. Right. And then you think about too, like, and and I shouldn't say this, but like, we got to remember that like Chet Holmgren is gonna be a rookie next year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're almost one in the same player too. 
like very lanky, frail type of guys um, that have a similar skill set. So it'd be very interesting to kind of see the two of them. Because if I'm not mistaken, they both competed in the 19U uh, World Games. And mm-hmm. they went at it. They mm-hmm. like both went at one another. So it'd be interesting to see the two of them play. Who is he with? The Thunder? Yeah. Yeah. Forgot about that. He was injured all year. You know what's yeah. crazy, man? I forget the players' names. I'm so bad at this because I don't watch college ball. But, like, I had read the night after the draft. Just it's crazy how the game has changed. Like, three of the best, like, centers in college basketball last year, like, all went, like, undrafted just because of, like, how. Yeah. Oscar Shigwe, Drew Timmy. Timmy was one, yep. Um, I forget the other one. But, yeah, Oscar Shigwe and Drew Timmy for sure, like, did get picked up. Which is surprising because I felt like a team like Miami could have used Chigwe, like just with his size and his rebounding. Because, like, once Bam goes off the floor, Miami has no size. Yeah. Right. And Chigwe, I think, would fit in so well with that team because he's really good defender, block shots, can get rebounds. So I just I didn't understand it. And then I, I'm not surprised that Drew Timmy didn't get picked up because he's just, he's slow. He's not the greatest shooter, and I think he's gonna get. Expo- I think he'll get exposed in the in the NBA. Yeah, his athleticism is not really there. That's for sure. No, I mean Jokic don't have really all that much athleticism. Maybe. Yeah, but he's so skilled. He's very very skilled, which Drew Timmy is as well. But he's just, I think he's gonna get picked on and exposed, and it's not. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. It's wild. Let's talk real quick. I mean, I just brought up quite like. And you brought up Paul George. Like, what's going on over there? Like, I feel like they're going to split that up here soon. Like, I just don't think it's working. It's looking like it. It's you know? really looking like that team is going to split. I mean, they, they no one is healthy. They, <laughs> they just can't – they can't stay on the court. And it sucks because, like, it's not like Kawhi doesn't want to play, but he just can't because of the knee issues that he's having. PG can't seem to stay healthy. So, and it sucks because, like, Ty Lewis is a hell of a for Even for that team to be just as competitive as you got to get Ty Lewis, like, Fred, that dude is a fucking mastermind when it comes to being a coach. But that team just cannot stay healthy for anything. I like, did you hear Stephen A's take on Kawhi? That he was the worst superstar. Ever. Listen, like, I. Don't like Stephen A. Look, a lot of times when he says stupid shit, but like I, based on what he said, I was like, I agree with what he's saying because he's not talking about the skill. Like it's just like he does nothing to market your franchise at all, and he never plays. So I was like, I like I really like that take. Like it it makes a lot of sense. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I mean, he just Kawhi doesn't have a personality to help market anything. So unless he's on the court winning, you really can't market Kawhi, right? Mm -hmm. and then when he's not playing, he's really not being interviewed. So let's say like he is winning, at least you get the opportunity to kind of put him in the front of the camera to where he could be quirky and then he could become like a meme or stuff like that, that that can start to real. But he's not on the he's not on the court. For him to he's a really fun guy. Right. That part, like, but you don't see that because <laughs> he's not on the floor, right? So you can't you don't get those, right? So it's just it's tough, exactly. man. And then yeah. I think PG is just like that, you know, they're you're both kind of going to the tail end of their careers and they just can't stay healthy. And I think it's like, I don't know where PG would go because I don't think they're going to look to get rid of Kawhi, but I don't know. They may just try to look, just try to hold on and try to see if they can make one last thing happen this year, but... Yeah, is he supposed to be healthy to start the year? 
PG, I believe, will be. Why? I'm not sure. Man. I know they said he had surgery. They had the surgery, um, like a, maybe a couple of weeks or so. Like maybe I think back on the sixth. I think they said he had the surgery, so they said that he should be back and ready to go by the time a training camp rolls around. I don't know, man. So don't it's just so crazy. When that team came together, I was like, wow. Like, that's scary. Like, those two are, like, dangerous. like dangerous. just dynamic duo. That, at the time, Pat Bev wasn't really old, and he was still one of, like, the best, like, on-ball defenders in the league. I was like, damn, that team is scary good defensively. Like, and then you've got two dudes that are, like, superstars on offense. I thought for sure they'd win it that year. And then it's just been, like, ever since bad. that Denver series, it's just been, like, yeah, it's been a mess. It's been terrible. I would tell you this. A, a low-key team that I want you to watch for, and it's going to be my sleeper team next year to make it into the playoffs. It's going to be the Orlando Magic. Okay. Any specific reason why? I just think that they have a lot of talent on that team, and they're probably for sure going to be the longest team in the league, bro. Mm-hmm. You go from Wendell Carter Jr. to Pablo Bancaro to Franz Wagner. They just picked up this guy, Anthony Black. Markel. Small Bombas like No, remember he got traded to the Lakers. Oh, yeah. Um, but then they got Bo Bo. Yeah, they, they are low. Isaac, whenever he can, you know, stay healthy. But, like, all of those guys are, like, 6'4 and taller. Especially when you look at, uh, they got Gary Harris. But, like, you look at that backcourt, you got Franz at 6'10", Paolo Bancaro at 6'10". Wendell Carter, I think, is at, like, 6'11". Like, all those guys are just long like in between Franz and, and uh, Ben Carroll, they're just very athletic, lanky guys that can play. Like that team, I really, the, the match are going to be nice, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Keep an eye on them. Any other big teams that you think, man, fucking Zion, bro. That pisses me off. I feel like the team had so much potential. <laughs> like, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, I just, I don't know what, what the fuck's going on. Here, that's what he out here doing. He out here being a young guy that got money. And did you see that the girl went and got his name tattooed on her face? Huh. It's literally I see that. she's got Zion right here, bro. Oh man. You can't get involved with these crazy bitches, Mo. <laughs> you can't do it. That's crazy. You have like the pick of the litter and like you're choosing the crazy ones, like. He don't know that they're crazy. That's probably what the problem is. He don't. He's not realizing what they think they're crazy. It is hilarious. I was just like, dude, um, you gotta chill out. I know. I mean, doesn't it? And I hate to like indict someone and say this, but it just. It does to me, whether it was that or the weight thing before, it just seems like basketball isn't his number one priority in life. Maybe he'll get there and he's just young, but to me, it seriously seems like. I'm not saying he doesn't love the game and he doesn't want, but it just seems like he's not taking like the steps that like LeBron or Kobe or some of these other dudes took at that age to really ensure that like, they'd be great. He seems like his mind is kind of elsewhere at this point in his career. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he just, it's the hamstring dudes just can't seem to get weight, get in shape enough to really stay healthy and play. Of course, like when he balls, like he's dominant. Yeah. Right. But he can't, he, he can't stay on the court for some reason. So, yeah, that's the most frustrating thing. I mean, just him. And then I know right before that, we're talking about Kawhi, Paul George, like all these guys, man. That's like the number one thing is just like 
your availability is like the most valuable thing to these teams. Like I just that's gotta be so frustrating as an organization in all those instances, like like with Kawhi, man. Like, oh my God. They give him like you everything. So much money into them and it don't come to fruition. And I just I found this out. Uh, I was watching uh, uh Earn Your Leisure uh snippet and they had KG and they were talking about like these contracts. Um back with like, you know, when KG had got like his 126 and that was like the most a player had ever got. He was like, you know, it's funny how like they talk about how much like the contracts are, right? And how much these players are getting. He was like, but the things that they don't talk about is one, the player tax that they get players get. And I think I talked to you, we had talked about this before, where the contracts, like anytime that a player goes and plays in a visiting city, they have to play that visiting city's uh they have to play that State tax, tax yeah. right every single time. Um, and it was because remember, I think we talked about the whole shit where like LA had uh put a probably put a tax on Jordan for when they went to uh during the finals or whatever, went and they beat them or whatever, then LA mm-hmm. sent them a bill. That's like the it didn't become like the jock tax or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these these teams put so much money into it, but I didn't realize Kevin or Kevin Garnett was talking about how. They had it in a contract to where like they had to pay back, they had to pay back 10% of the uh of the uh contract back to the organization. Like every contract like, they do it? Like the player contract, like those they had to pay like 10% back of their contract to the organization. Like, mm. what? Damn. So it's, it's really weird, but like, yeah, like, these organizations pay so much money to these players, hoping that they come. You know, hoping that these things kind of like fall into fruition and then it just nothing. Yeah. Does not always work out, man. This is definitely yeah. a risk on their side, too. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I wonder how much, like, yeah, those huge contracts after like everything they have to pay for, like, what they actually come out to every single year. Like, because I know, like, the biggest ones, they're making what, like 50 a year, like Jokic, LeBron, Steph, those guys. Like, I wonder how much they actually take home, like, net after like all the taxes and paying for like their whatever, you know. I don't know. Those, I mean, the biggest thing is like that tax just eats so much of their fucking contract away. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That'd be interesting to find out. I'm going to look into that. You got yeah, anything sure. else? No, nothing else for me, my G. It was a big NBA day. I mean, there's not really going to be much else to talk. I mean, I guess we can start getting into football here in the next couple weeks now that, you know, shit's rolling around. Um, yeah. Free agency's ending and shit like that. Oh, did you yeah. see real quick, real quick? Did you see what uh Jamar Chase said about Mahomes and uh Travis Kelsey oh, responded to him? What did he say? So they asked him like who the best player in the league was, and Jamar Chase said Joe Burrow. And like the reporter was like, um, well, Burrow said it was Pat. And Jamar was like, Pat who? Like, I don't know who that is, or something like that. Yeah. And like that was like a big thing for a minute. And then Travis Kelsey on his podcast last week, like kind of like brought it up and was like like put like a public service announcement out to Jamar Chase and was like don't you like ever res- disrespect Patrick Mahomes like we're coming this year and like all this shit it was it was crazy so I love that I rivalry love- man that, that's such a good rivalry though such also a good young. rivalry yeah. yeah yeah fuck yeah all right my guy well I hope you have a good rest of your week I should be good to go next Sunday if you are uh oh you're gonna be gone I will be <laughs> hell yeah 
Well, you enjoy your time. Um, you'll be back the week after that, though, right? Yeah, I'll be back the week after that. Okay, so we'll probably have like one or two we can run, and then I'll be back in Michigan, and then we'll uh, pick it back up from there. All right, sounds good, man. All right, brother. Good talking to you. Yeah.